Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu/podcast Bring us in babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Hey, be careful with that wine. You're about to push it off the table. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring my wine up right here. Maybe you can hear me pour it. Let's see. You can. It sounds nice. It does. It's a very soothing. I am letting Victor drink a whole bottle of wine today. <laughs> I said, Victor, you can have this entire bottle of wine. And guess what? He is still complaining about it. You know what's funny? She says, I'm allowing you. So that right there <laughs> shows that Nicole controls most of my life, right? No, I don't. That's one. Two, <laughs> the whole bottle of wine that Nicole's referring to is, I don't know, it's like a miniature, ver- like when, when people see this how bottle. How many ounces is it? I don't know yes. how many, if it says exactly how many ounces oh, it is or not. you don't your phone turned off. Wow, you drunk, boy. You drunk. 375 milliliters. I don't yeah, know. I think nor- normal bottle 750. Exactly. So it's half? Maybe. And it doesn't no. even, it's not even, it's not even half. No, like, it's not. I don't know. All I know is when people see this bottle, it's, it's from so this. It's so cute. It's called Dizzy Daisy. It's a, it's a local uh, winery. winery around here. And people go there and they're like, oh my God, these bottles are so cute. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking a cute bottle of wine that Nicole says, Babe, you can have a whole bottle of wine just to yourself. Life is what you see of it, Vic. You get a whole bottle of wine tonight. <laughs> no matter how you want to look at it, it's like you consumed a whole bottle of wine. Well, honestly, I don't drink much these days. Uh, and so just that first glass had me buzzing a little bit. See? So, yeah. So maybe uh, I will just have one whole bottle of wine to myself. <laughs> He's going to make me dinner tonight too. I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I am very excited. I'm going to start cooking. So what I got today is uh, the Arc de Entree. Okay. So the Arc de Entree is something that I just made up. Uh, do you know what the Arc... Okay. Do you know what the Arc de Triumph is? Yes. Like the finale. Wait, what? Like <laughs> triumph means big, like a finale. Okay, that's cute. Like babe. the main dish, like yeah. the main course. Entree, yes. Okay, okay. see. But the arc de triomphe uh, is a is a is a arc in France, and it's oh. called. It's a very famous arc in France. Like in mm. the pictures, you see it all the time. Um, so I was just making a play on words. Okay. But basically, I'm going to make Nicole some food. It's going to be awesome. I typically go out when I make her meals, and I've been working a, a lot these past few days, and I only have one day off, and then I work a bunch a bunch again, and I work nights. So we, you know, I only see her for a couple hours. So I was like, you know what, babe, maybe we should just like play games tonight i'll cook you dinner when he makes me dinner he goes all out and today (laughs) when he was like i'm gonna make you dinner i'm like the thing i love about you making me dinner victor (laughs) is that you don't just like like half but it you go all in and it is a main meal it is something that you would pay 40 dollars for 
at a restaurante. And you know what's funny? Nicole does, she says that because she's being honest, right? She is being honest. I do go all out. And I'm also putting the pressure Most of the time. But then she is also knowingly saying these things and really <laughs> building it up so that when I do make it, I don't like half-ass it. Oh, for sure. Like that was my whole reason for saying that was to make sure that he knows that the standards are high. <laughs> Mind games all day, er day. Uh, big brother 24-7. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, anyway, transitioning topics completely. Uh-huh. Our guest today is amazing. Her name is London. Yeah, she's awesome. She she is a crocheter, right? Mm-hmm. And she crochets these amazing, amazing, amazing articles. And it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's it's things that you wouldn't even think about, like a mermaid or a bus yeah. or a car, you know. So she crochets some crazy things with some amazing companies. She's a she's just like a huge artist, and it's something that is very that you never see. So let's put it like this: she was on unique, the Amazing Race, yeah, and. I think we may have gotten to it for like two seconds because she's so awesome. Right, exactly. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. I am trying to speak with London. <laughs> Hi, this is London. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Coco Caliente. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you both. I'm such a fan. Really? <laughs> yes. I discovered you guys on The Amazing Race and my fandom has just snowballed from there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we're, we're pretty, we're, we're fans of yours too. The, the work that you do so is cool. so awesome. But we'll, we'll just hop right into it. So London K, right? That, that's, uh, do you go by K or do you go by London? Uh, well, my name's London. My middle name's K. Mm-hmm. So I go by London K, I guess. Okay. Okay, you go by London K. All right. So yeah. uh, let let our listeners know a little bit about you and what you do. So you can just, whatever type of intro, however you want to introduce yourself is on you. <laughs> That's kind of stressful, but she's no, got I it. No, I mean, because I don't, I don't <laughs> want to... I don't wanna, Peg right, her as a, right. you know, she's from the Amazing Race and then she does crochet right. or her major it. thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Cool. Um, well, I am a crochet street artist. I started out crocheting when I was 13 and it turned into my job about five years ago, being able to put up street art on the street and leave it there for people to enjoy. And um, I was on The Amazing Race season 29, which was super fun and awesome and a crazy experience, but had nothing to do with crochet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, it's fun. I make art and uh, hopefully it makes people happy. So I've seen a lot of crochet, right? Mm-hmm. Just just seen it, right? Not Maybe not. I've never done it. But every time I look at something, especially when I was looking at your stuff, I'm like, no way in hell <laughs> could I ever do that, right? right. Like I, I can't even think of making like a napkin-sized thing of crochet. <laughs> and here you are making like a huge mermaid or or a whole Grinch or something like that. Like at 13, what, what made you or what drove you to start crocheting? I um, learned from a friend's mom and she taught me with a really big crochet hook. Mm-hmm. So it would make it go faster oh, okay. because I think that's something, especially when you're like starting out crocheting, it's, it's tedious. It takes a lot of time. So the big hook was great. And I started selling scarves to my friends and girls at my dance studio. I grew up doing ballet. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was in ninth grade, I got a really bad injury and had to stop dancing for a whole year. And that's when I really started crocheting. And I sold so many scarves. By 16, I bought my car. Oh, oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. Jesus. About how many <laughs> scarves is that? Do you, do you well, remember the number? <laughs> I mean, it definitely was like somewhere between 500 to wow. 2,000 scarves. Oh and you would just kind of... To the 2,000 scarves. Did mark. you just kind of take them places or how did you sell them? Like, yeah. Like- so I started out just like selling them. My dance studio would mm-hmm. have these little like fundraisers oh, and I'd always have okay. a booth. Okay. And then local sense. shops and mm-hmm. then started picking them up and I would take them to stores and they would carry them. Cool. And yeah, it was really fun. People could customize their scarf. So if they were like the candy cane and the nutcracker, they would get like a red and white striped scarf or Cute. they could pick whatever they wanted. So it was really fun. I always thought of crochet as a bit of a business, but 
um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. So and you're always kind of an entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that for <is> sure. So- <laughs> and then so that was so 13, 14, 16 probably. When did yeah. you buy your car? At 16. Yeah, so 16. And then so you just continued doing it like so you graduate high school. Did you go to college? Yeah, I actually got a full scholarship to NYU for ballet, for dance. Oh, wow. So, Jeez. Yeah. So how could you say no to that? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a professional dancer, but um, I love, I didn't even visit the school before I said yes. But um, I wanted to go to New York and live there. And um, it was really fun. Crocheting, obviously, like went to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed normal college life, but still like crocheted and worked in the costume department and dabbled in things. Um, so wait, but- I'm, I'm so intrigued now in, in, in the ballet aspect <laughs> yeah. of it. So or were your, were your feet all jammed up and messed up <laughs> and everything? Like, like, I feel like that's something they highlight when they do ballet movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my feet are pretty bad, but now like, it's more, more like my hands and I have a lot of hot glue gun burns. I yeah. think I've transferred since I've been crocheting so long from bad feet to bad hands. My extremities just really aren't doing well. <laughs> we are brought to you by Warby Parker. You are so hard trying to be like Dak Shepard right now. <laughs> That's literally what Dak Shepard does, but... We do like Warby Parker. So I do wear glasses. I wear prescription glasses. And what I've noticed is that they're always super expensive. You're always trying to find like, oh, a modern fit or a great design and style. Mm -hmm. But then you're paying like, I don't know, like $300, $400 for a frame and plus the prescription. Right. So what Warby Parker is trying to do is give you boutique quality eyewear at revolutionary price points, which is amazing because that means they have glasses that start at $95, including prescription lenses. It's really good. And we just took like the quiz online and we ordered a home try on, which is really cool because... Sometimes when you're looking at glasses online, you're just like, are they going to fit my face okay? So what we did is you can mix like actual eyeglasses and sunglasses and get like, I got three pairs of sunglasses and two pairs of eyeglasses and they send them to your house. You can literally try them on and then decide what you like. Yeah. So you get the uh, home try on kit. Uh, It's five pairs of glasses and you can try them for five days and there's Mm -hmm. no obligation to buy. So they'll ship it to you free. It it includes the prepaid return shipping label. Mm -hmm. And so if you guys want to try that, go head to warbyparker.com slash Coco to take the quiz and order your free home try on. And they also just started they're introducing the scout by warby parker comfortable breathable and affordable daily contact lenses Mm -hmm. they're made from super moist material that resists drying from for lasting hydration and comfort order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only five dollars that's super cheap and then you can receive that five dollars off your next warby parker order so learn more at warbyparker.com forward slash coco so uh so when you for that ballet scholarship did you apply for the ballet scholarship or they just kind of scouted you out for that i auditioned i applied to a bunch of colleges for dance because i knew a scholarship was a an option Um, okay doing that and that made my parents happy since they had already invested so much in my dance training my whole life at least they could come back and help out in college what did you so you went to school for ballet was that or did you go for something else and do ballet on the side no, no. School for ballet. I wish now looking back at it, I would have done like accounting or like something else um, yeah. that would have been helpful for life. But um, it's crazy like how dancing and just like mm-hmm. how those skills kind of translate over. And I am really grateful to have to have done that for so long. No, I still take absolutely. class for fun. And so after, so you graduate college and then, so what was the next step for you? Like when you're about to graduate, were you like, all right, so am I going to try to be a professional dancer or just like work in theater or like what, what was your goal there? Um, I, because of my back injury, um, I never wanted to like go directly like to be a professional dancer. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was 21 and I thought that I could travel the world for a year uh, making a documentary on how to make the world smile. Oh, uh, that was kind of my immediate plan, mm-hmm. and I made it to London because my name's London. Had never <laughs> been to London, <laughs> and I really wanted to go uh, just travel in general. So I started there, 
and it was good. I used all the money I saved up um, to get myself there. But then I realized like a girl by yourself traveling the world on a shoestring budget probably isn't the safest thing to do. <laughs> so, and I was shocked my parents even let me go for, I mean, I went for almost a month I was gone. Oh, wow. Um, right after yeah. school. And then I came back and got a job at the Apple store because I loved my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always loved technology so much. Um, so I got a normal job working at the Apple store um, in New York City on 14th Street and 9th Avenue. And, and were, were you, when you were doing that, were you side gigging or did you pick up crocheting again? So when I was working there, I was really like focused on the job for the first maybe like two years after school working there. I liked having the, the community is great. You learn new things every day. Dealing with customers was really cool. But then I got to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, like there is more that I can be doing. And it was really hard to move up in the company. I was kind of gung-ho at Apple. I was like, I could be a manager. I could be a store leader one day. But those kind of things weren't really happening. And I started like watching a lot of TED Talks and truly trying to figure out like, what's my true like passion in life. Mm -hmm. And I would make lists and crocheting was always at the top of my list. And I had always like kind of crocheted and always had yarn and whatnot. And during that time of exploration, I guess one night in the store, she was like my last customer of the day. And her name is Olek. I had no idea who she was at the time. But she's this artist that uses yarn in very unconventional ways. And she was wearing head-to-toe yarn. Mm. And oh, wow. I I was just shocked. I had no idea you could crochet really anything besides a scarf. Right. And right when she left the store, I, like, hopped on a computer and Googled her name. And from one, like, search result to the next, I discovered this thing called yarn bombing. And at the time, it was super, super new. It was just really people like wrapping things mm -hmm. in knit or crochet fabric. So you would see wrapped trees or fire hydrants okay. or simple things. Mm -hmm. And immediately the next day, I took a scarf I had made and wrapped it around a tree outside of my house in Brooklyn. <laughs> and it stayed up. Like I thought it'd come down, but the opposite happened. And that's kind of like how I slowly started to rediscover crochet. Oh. Um, and that was in 2013. That's so interesting. That and is. let me let me backtrack a little bit because I was always curious what happens behind the wall at the at the Apple Store, right? Because you have that <laughs> you have the open floor, you have the the main sure. desk, and then you have that wall back there. And they'll take your phone and be like, "Hey, look, something's wrong with I don't know. There might be dust in the in in the port or whatever. My screen. I don't know what's going on. I always feel like they take it back there, and there's like a group of like robots or some guys like mechanics." <laughs> almost like taking these phones apart and like checking what happens behind that wall you're exactly right there are robots for sure back there no way and there are a bunch of guys back there i uh, knew it no yeah. way oh my god see that but is they're like super professional it's only if you have like a dirty photo as like your wallpaper will they be like oh my gosh look at this yeah. they're not like snooping through phones or doing anything shady that no. is so busy. cool because I always thought I was like, man, something has to be going on back there, and there, and it, it's it's really interesting. But anyway, <laughs> so you 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 start doing the crochet stuff, uh, when, and you left it up on the tree. So were you thinking like someone would take it down? Is that what or you like meant? the city would or take like, it down? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like in Bed Stuy at the time, I mean, it's still like it, it's a neighborhood that had a lot of action all okay. day all night mm -hmm. and I thought someone would rip it down I think that was more my or like overnight maybe it would get so dirty I had no idea yeah, yeah. Um, but because of my always entrepreneurial backbone I guess um, I did always have a website where I tried to sell things mm -hmm. online so that was true. I used like an index card and had my website on it and within the first few days, like a lady reached out to me saying, me and my granddaughter stop at your tree every day and Aww. it makes our morning. Oh, wow. And it was so powerful. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Yeah, no, you're good. So while Nicole's away, I got to tell you about this new app that we've been playing. It's called Best Fiends. And I am a million times better at this game than she is so it's a shh, shh, babe i'm doing a i'm doing i'm doing a thing here so it's called best fiends you can find it on the app store uh and it's a puzzle game so i don't like playing those 
boring games that you don't really have to think or anything. This game you have to think and you're matching things. You're matching mushrooms or you're matching, what is it, like these... uh Almost like strawberries or water droplets. Yeah, or, or leaves. Or leaves. You're, you're matching these things, and you can match them in any arrangement that you want to. So you can go sideways, diagonal, up and down. Let's cut this real Let's cut this real short. Who is on a higher level? Okay, but that's I'm not... I'm on level 107. Okay, I'm on level like 86. Yeah, but uh, he plays more than I do. No, so, that's, yes, you do. Oh, that is a lie. You play you, way more than I how, do. How? 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 I've you been do. working. I work every night. I'm just saying that I am – if you can calculate how much – You know what's funny? If we would have did this – if we would have did this conversation maybe like last week when I had more – when I was off for several days, she was behind me. And now yeah, that I've I been – because wor- I have a life as well. And now that I've been working, she's ahead of me. What a coincidence. I haven't been able to play. I'm just saying this game for us, we've just been on it. And I love it. We catch yourself – you catch yourself playing in like the little free times that you have like and sitting you, on the couch. And I like it because it's like very um, – yeah. Like Vic said, it, it triggers your brain like, yeah. to where you have to really think and like you can finish levels with three moves. You really can do it. You just got to think about what you have to do. Yeah. And also like each level gets a little bit more difficult, but it's still fun. It's not like impossible. Exactly. And you get like little, you get, like, little bugs <laughs> and they're really cute. And then you help them grow up with your powers. Yeah, you can like upgrade them. I don't know. They it, literally grow up. Like it's they get a lot teeth of fun. They're your kids. They're your kids. <laughs> Anyways, this game's awesome. And don't take it from us. I mean, it's a five-star rated game, right? So everybody's playing it and it's a lot of fun. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, it has over 100 million downloads. And it's free. Yeah. This five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's Best Fiends. Actually, that's Best Friends without the R. Yep. Best Fiends. Enjoy. Try to beat me. So when I'm like looking at your work and stuff, I have so many questions. Like, I guess that was one of my questions is like, do people like leave these alone? Like, do they just like take pictures with them? Do they leave them up? Do they get super dirty from like, some of them are on the ground. Like, I think you had like a water spout one. And I was just curious, like, I want to run into one of these, but like for the most part, when you go back and visit them, are they still like up and like in good condition? It, it really depends. Um, I mean, some have stayed up for, I have these rainbows up in Melrose that have been up for almost three years now oh, and wow. they're beautiful, like Jeez. untouched. Um, but other ones will come down within an hour. Oh, um, okay. my first tree I did stayed up, I think for almost three or four years and the tree is still there and thriving. So oh, that's all awesome. good. Um, but most of the time people take them and, um, I'd say like maybe two weeks is average for them to stay up. Okay. And sometimes people will even message me like being like, do you remember this thing you did? Now it's hanging in my bathroom. Oh. <laughs> an example, but bedroom. <laughs> so, so no. yeah, it really, it really depends. So that's super intriguing. So you started, so did you start after that tree? Uh, you got that message from that person and were you like, oh, maybe I should do more outdoor stuff? Mm-hmm. Like when did, when did you have that realization that's like, oh, people really do enjoy this more than just me putting it up there, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just the aesthetic part of it, right? So when, when were you like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do one more and then see what happens? <laughs> it, it was pretty much right away. I was like, I was hooked. Um, I gave myself a 30-day challenge because of this whole TED Talk and figuring out what I really love. Um, one of them that I listened to was like, if you do something for 30 days, it becomes a habit Habit. and then it's part of your life. And I was like, okay, if I really love this, like, let me do it for 30 days. And, um, throughout that time, I kind of started being like forcing myself to try new things. Mm -hmm. People weren't doing it at the time. So I wasn't like able to look at somebody and just be like, I want to be exactly like them and do that. I was like forced to come up with my own style. That's great. I started using a lot of like chain link fence to create pictures. And in Brooklyn, there's obviously a lot of chain link. Mm -hmm. And um, instead of doing it for 30 days, I ended up doing it for 50 days. And, um, in that time, a designer reached out for accessories for New York fashion week and just like cool things started happening. I started my Instagram account right at the beginning and, um, it's all like super, super simple crochet. It's nothing fancy, even to this day, um, maybe a little fancier, but, um, 
it was really cool to see kind of the progression and having my job throughout this whole process. I stayed working at Apple after I started this full-time for maybe a year. And then I went part-time after that and Mm -hmm. then quit um, maybe two and a half years into me doing this. Um, And that was at the very end of 2015 because I got a job crocheting a billboard in Times Square for wow. Miller Lite beer. That's oh my so god! Cool. And so, and that—that's what I was going to ask you. So, your your income from this not only comes from your website itself, where people—I'm assuming you still make stuff where people can just still buy like scarves or a sweater or something—but um, then it's collaborating with these companies or like now mm-hmm. that the the show uh, and and you do work with them and they pay you for that work that you do. Exactly, like. People would see my work on the street and with my tag um, would reach out. Some of my first big jobs were working for Starbucks. They had me do art for a new store opening. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I did a com- I've done a couple commercials, uh, a Gap commercial. I crocheted a whole school bus. So, <laughs> so um, crazy. I, I do like really big, large scale uh, projects. And I work for mainly different brands or companies collaborating on, on projects that way. Um, I would like to sell more through my website, but it's been really fun to kind of be able to, um, take on these more unconventional, um, jobs. And it's crazy. I still like pinch myself that, um, it's, it's my full-time job. Yeah. It's crazy to think that you basically headed up this new, artwork form right like like you said you were the first one to do it right you're setting the standard if anything and now to be doing like how long did it take you to do that piece on the billboard for miller light like Mm -hmm. how how long does a project like that take from creating the idea at your house right presumably sketching it out or or just having something before you actually start putting it up there yeah i i mean i love like working off a sketch that's usually how it starts for the billboard in particular they came with me like knowing exactly what they wanted so that was nice Mm -hmm. um but that was the first job like where i really i reached out to the crocheting uh community because for most of these projects the turnaround is super fast it's like okay we got the green light now we need it tomorrow so Mm. for the billboard i think the whole process was maybe a month but that I thought I could buy all the yarn of Michaels. Like I was absolutely <laughs> Looney Tunes. Um, so like ordering yarn is a step, uh, delegating it out to people, um, getting it all back. And then I actually went with my sister. We drove to a billboard factory in Ohio to piece together the billboard. And we were there for maybe like a week doing that. Wow. And then they drove it back to New York to unroll it in Times Square. So Oh my god. I think it was about a month altogether, but it was huge. So it's not that long. No, but I mean, that's just like, it's crazy that you can, I see you do cars and stuff. I'm just like, how do you, <laughs> when did you start to transform and be like, okay, I can put, I can, it's got to be hard to go around all of these things that you make and the colors and the textures that you do and the overlay. I, I just like have never seen it before. So when did you start to try yeah. to do like the weird different like transition things? from the normal scarves and stuff and just to... like just like how you put it around a tree, but now it's like you make you make things like hanging and all that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think it's like it started pretty much at the beginning with like the layering of shapes, but there's one piece in particular I made a really long time ago, and it was a banana. Super simple, <laughs> and I didn't hang it up for the longest time because I was like. The yellows aren't perfect. No one's going to like it. It doesn't really look like a banana. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was like, screw it. Hang it up. Whatever. People went nuts. Everyone knew it was a banana. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting over that like fear almost of Mm -hmm. it having to be perfect. um, It's still like challenging for me, but like it's more important to just like do it, even if it's not the most perfect thing ever Mm -hmm. than to not even try. And that's kind of like, the way I think I keep being able to push forward, setting deadlines and like having to follow through, Mm -hmm. especially with like a car. Oh my gosh. The first time I did a car, it was a debacle in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I thought I was going to have to to quit because like I told the client that I could put it all together in one day, but then realized, oh my gosh, I need three days. And Mm -hmm. for them, I, I had to call and tell them and they had to rent the car for longer and they weren't happy, but like having to overcome challenges like that, like, 
okay, the next time somebody wanted a car, you know I know what to do now. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. So it's been a lot of learns, but yeah. That's... I don't know if I answered your question. No, you didn't. Absolutely. No, that's, it's just like crazy that you can do it on a car. And I just feel like you figuring that out so fast and you do it once and it's like, okay, now I get it. But people expecting like, oh yeah, you can have a turnaround in one day is insane. I'd be like, yeah, you can have my car for like a year. You can figure it out. Like I could never figure out how to like blanket yeah. a car with I would have a, yeah. I would have a hard time as a person hiring you to to have an expectation, mm-hmm. right? And, and I wouldn't fault you for being over optimistic. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. because you're excited to do the project. But in my head, I'd be like, really? Just one day for a car yeah. right. right you know I, <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah. so but actually the car that i most recently did was um for carvana and i got to drive it across country from oh, la to man. florida so cool um just like it was covered in wildflowers from all the different states that we were driving through and so it had to be drivable and it was like kind of during hurricane season we drove through quite a bit of rain i was about to say so uh, that sustained <laughs> through the the weather yeah because in my head i was like okay if anything happens at least i know how to fix it but it was so fun and to spread so much happiness like not one person gave us a dirty look or was upset it was like people would just run up to the car and want to hug it yeah um, it's it's <laughs> cool that that's the interesting thing i found myself when i was looking at your your artwork and and when i think about that type of artwork uh in general because nicole and i nicole loves to go to these like uh craft shows craft shows where everything's like homemade and stuff and there's this innate feeling that we get inside and i think it happens with pretty much everybody that when we see something that likes handmade or Mm -hmm. made with yarn or anything like that you on it you get this feeling of like grandma Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like this deep love feeling inside. So when anything's like wrapped in that, like the same thing with like the car or the tree or on mm-hmm. the fence, you're just like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. For, I don't know why, but I love that. And it makes yeah. me feel like a kid. I love that thing. Whatever it is, it's really cool. And it's like innocent. I don't mm-hmm. know. That That's just kind of how I perceive that artwork. Mm-hmm. For sure. It has this touch of nostalgia that like everyone's gotten a blanket passed down from someone they love or something made from someone. And so, yeah, it's different than just seeing a painted mural on a wall, the kind of texture and color. And yeah, exactly what you said. It it brings up different feelings inside. And you don't see it as much anymore either. So when you do see it, you're like, holy crap, that's so cool. Yeah. Because it's not common at all. Yeah, you still- yeah, do either of you guys knit or crochet? Mm. No. <laughs> I, I used to try. My mom did a little bit when I was growing up, and her scarves were pretty sad looking. I still wore them, but, but like, um, we would try, but no, we don't. And I, I want to be the grandma that can do that, and I want to sew, like, blankets and do all that type of thing, quilting. So um, I, just, I need to learn. Yeah, I don't have the patience, I think, to, to do it. But I think it. when you're done with it, you'd be so proud of it that you'd be like, let's do it again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I just, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely something that I should definitely try to do at least once <laughs> just to say I tried it. Yeah. Um, because it is something that is really, really neat. I mean, Nicole has your book here and I was looking mm-hmm. through it and I was like, Wow. There are definitely some crazy things that I would never thought that you can make. I was flipping through it without even telling Nicole, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, so you do have a book. You can talk about that if you want. Yeah. Sure. How'd that, how, yeah, how'd that process even come about? Like, mm-hmm. where, where did you like, oh, maybe I should do a book, or did somebody recommend you do that? Um, well, there's this amazing yarn show that I've been a part of for this. It, it was just its fifth year in January. Um, it's called Vogue Knitting Live. And um, it's where just everyone in the knitting and crochet community comes and shows their latest and greatest. And um, in 2018, a um, uh, publisher, Abrams Books, uh, came to my booth and was like, we're interested in possibly doing a book with you. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like submit a proposal. We'll walk you through the beginning steps. And I mean them saying that was crazy. I don't even think I really registered at the beginning what how what it could turn into. Absolutely. But yeah, I submitted a proposal. They said yes. Um it was really great to ha- to work with them because pretty much all of 2018 I spent creating the book. Um obviously I had to 
do other work at the same time. But um, they kept me on deadlines. Um, going through the process was amazing. Getting photography was really interesting. Hiring mm-hmm. a photographer and planning out shot lists. And, um, but the book, it turned into half crochet patterns and just kind of like how to crochet and yarn bomb. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other half is photos of my favorite pieces from the past with little stories underneath each one. Um, that explained the piece. And surprisingly, that turned out to be my favorite part because a lot of times when I make something, I'll like crochet a whale and hang it up on a fence and maybe like not think so much about it. But doing this book, it forced me almost to go back and reflect on like what was going on at that time in my life Mm -hmm. and figure out almost more of the why behind each piece. And I was shocked how much depth there was to some of these that (laughs) on the surface I'm just making stuff but everything you create I mean no matter what type of art you make there's always going to be a story so it was really cool to get to express that and put it on paper and and now I have a book (laughs) yeah that's amazing and so when when they came up to you and said that were you in some part in your mind after it registered where you're like wow I kind of like I not that you made it per se, but like well, I made an impact. I made enough of an impact in this in this thing that I created that mm-hmm. wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. That like wow, it's being recognized. So it's kind of like an accomplishment in a sense. Did you feel that? Yes, but I think I didn't feel that until I opened the finished book for the first time because <laughs> like, it wasn't real until it was yeah. done. Yeah. It's almost like any project I get. I can't like almost believe it until it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know what sort of like weird thing in my head it is that I don't think, I think that things may fail before it actually happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the book, the book has been really amazing. It came out in September of uh, 2019. So it's still pretty new and um, been really exciting to share with the world. Yeah, that's awesome. And then so now how how do we go from you doing these shows and working with companies and, and doing all this stuff? Like when when did you do the Amazing Race and all this? <laughs> how do you oh have time? <laughs> okay. So my parents, I, I live in L.A. now, but I at the time of the Amazing Race, I was still living in New York. And um, I was home visiting my family and I was at a sushi restaurant with my parents and uh, Phil walks in from The Amazing Race. Oh, no way. So cool. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah and my dad was like uh, trying to embarrass me. And he's like, hey, Phil, come over here. And he came over and talked to us. And it was so cool. And um, like maybe a year before that, I had submitted a tape to audition for The Amazing Race, like on a whim <laughs> by myself, like late at night. And because they were like doing a season for individuals, I guess, right. at the time. Yeah. So I recorded it like in not even iMovie. What's it called? Photo booth or something mm-hmm. on my computer, <laughs> like sitting in front of me, my initial tape. And then somehow two weeks later after meeting Phil, I get an email through my website again um, from The Amazing Race. So no I don't way. know how oh it all like, aligned. Yeah. Um, and what had more of an impact on me getting a call from them, but I get an email and they're like, okay, we need you to make a real video now. (laughs) So (laughs) I made a tape, got cast on the amazing race. Oh my gosh. It was like a dream. Um, at the time I was crocheting 14 backdrops for Valentino to install around the world. Oh, geez. What a project. We need you on the amazing race like next week. So, um, my family was really helpful being able to help me finish up work while I'm like disconnected from the world yeah. and have no idea what's going on. But I got cast, flew to LA, um, season where you don't know your partner. I was po- partnered up with Logan, <laughs> Logan, who is a very handsome man. And he's also super nice from um, Atlanta, Georgia. So we got along right away. Um, We never fought. We never came in first. We never came in last. Um, So we were terrible television, but (laughs) we had fun. (laughs) That's awesome. So wait, so you're... I'm presuming, and uh, I could be wrong, but your mom maybe or your dad, they they know how to crochet? Um, I had... 
no. I have a okay. team of girls by that point who helped me crochet. And my sister was actually, we lived together at the time and she was working for me. Oh, Not okay. crocheting, but like Got doing you. more admin stuff. Okay. okay. Um, so she kind of project managed the whole thing. At the time, I didn't know this, but she, her name's Chase, and she did a fake show called The Amazing Chase and <laughs> recorded practically breakdowns of her, like, crying every day about how she's failing at my job. That's so funny. I felt terrible coming back. Yeah. Um, oh but did gosh. she, I'm, I'm assuming everything went fine and yeah. she was able to get it all out, but it was just, like, a tough process for her while you were gone. Oh, my gosh. Everything went great. Yeah. Um, like, it all got done. They did so much more than I ever could have dreamed of. Um, I was so, so happy to have them. <laughs> where did, uh, so where did Valentino put all these uh, artworks? In um, their store windows. So oh. all their store windows, I crocheted like a version of their collection, like used different flower designs and crocheted like girls wearing the actual clothes. Um, so I had done a lot of all of that before. They just kind of had to like, piece it all together and ship it to the right country, which ended up being a big challenge. Well, you know, it's bizarre because, you know, we did the amazing race as well. And it's just so fascinating how, what that show is and Mm -hmm. all the things that you get to do and travel. But for some reason, I find myself just so sucked into this crocheting business of yours. (laughs) And for me, for me, it's just like 10 times more interesting that than... than, I'm so glad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nicole, I think feels the same way because it's like, oh yeah, cool. You did the amazing race. All right. Yeah. You traveled the world. Okay. And then you came back. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. On the show, actually, we went to Milan. And one of my crocheted backdrops was supposed to be at a store in Milan. And I was just, like, crossing my fingers that we would have to, like, run past the store at one point so I could actually see it up. That would be so cool. I know. But that didn't happen. I also (laughs) did crochet um, the whole first part of the show until like leg six things got mighty serious and the backpack had no more room for yarn oh, and yeah. it, it had to go <laughs> oh wow, and wow. How- that's crazy that you carried that around <laughs> yeah the whole bottom of my backpack was yarn and uh <laughs> luckily yarn hopefully up. doesn't weigh as much i know i was throwing stuff at it i threw nicole's uh, hair straightener in the curling iron curling so iron mad. yeah i told her oh I, that's gotta go yeah, yeah. i was like i <laughs> never even used it that's the crazy thing and then all the other girls were using it and i never used it and i was like yeah i guess i should get rid of this and i was the one carrying it yeah, i was like true. no we're, we're not i'm not doing that anymore i didn't know what to pack i had no you guys idea. did so well thank you thank you thank you it was tough i mean we we had a we had a there were some stiff competitions. Yeah, the prior competitors there. How oh, how was uh for you for you 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 were against Team Fun too, right? I love Team Fun. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. good. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They're, they're good. the best. They're literally so fun. How <laughs> yeah. how how far did you make it on uh on your season? I we came in third. Oh, oh wow. So you made it holy crap. You went everywhere. You went yeah, everywhere. We made it all the way around. Oh the world. my god. <laughs> okay, so I don't feel you as bad. You made it way then. further than us. Well, when What? You know. I thought you guys got like We got four. four. We got four. I mean, I know, but third <laughs> I guess third is just like holy crap. <laughs> I mean, so you so okay, so people that don't understand that are listening right now, when you get this far in the game, like you can almost taste a million dollars, right? And and every once in a while, Nicole and I will be like, oh, the rowing, the stupid boat. It still gets us. through our feet. The million dollars was right there, like for our taking. And then we go through all these scenarios oh. in our head that the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and then we're fine, right? Because we'll, we'll just vent it off for a second. Right. Um, do, you, do you get that sometimes where you're like, man, I just, the million dollars, it was right there. I'm just kicking myself in the butt. You know, we shoulda, coulda did this. Do you, do you have that moment sometimes? Yeah, like, the last, the final episode, though, it was, like, down to taxis. And, like, mm. we got really unlucky with taxis. Oh, that's the worst. There. That's the worst when it's out of your control, yeah. though. That's what yeah. makes me and Victor so angry. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, we didn't know was- that, like, this driver would be terrible. Right. And, like, at the time, we were finally back in America and mm-hmm. are, we're looking it up on the taxi driver's phone. And he has, like, an iPhone from years and years the first and years one. ago. The <laughs> slowest iPhone I've ever seen. We're like, finally, someone has an iPhone again. Like, we can look and 
whatever. And it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got unlucky with tabs at the end. So I can't be like, oh, mm-hmm. I wish that I just like climbed this faster or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> it is. <laughs> do you still keep in touch with your partner? Yeah, I do a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. social media makes it so easy these days. Yeah. Like, we definitely follow each other there. He was actually dating a girl from the show for a really long time. Oh, um, and and they were like so adorable and wonderful together in Seattle. And um, yeah, he's doing well. I'd like to see him again soon. I mean, it's you guys didn't know each other, and then you go almost win a million dollars together. That's in- insane. Yeah, that'll 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 tie you uh, like pretty close real fast. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. It's like you know, from doing the show, like everybody on it, almost it's like a different relationship than friends. It, it's more mm-hmm. like a family at that point. Like mm-hmm. I think of him as like different than a friend. We'll always like, right. You just care have even if you other. don't talk to each other for a long time, it's like when you do see each other. It's way like pick up where you left off. It's so different. It's like a deep, deep level. Yeah. Well, Nicole and I got engaged after, so no, we were (laughs) no, we were dating before though. You guys were just so great because of like your um like demeanor and relationship with each other. It's like you can tell like how people's true. Like I don't know. Oh yeah, it brings out the worst in you when you're in those situations. (laughs) Trust me. Like sometimes that they showed stuff, I was like, oh crap, because it's still like. I was giving him an ugly look or something, but I was like so frustrated. Oh, yeah. After that season, though, I'd never watched Big Brother. So I actually watched the latest season of Big Brother and then also a season with like a Tyler. I think it was the previous season. Oh, okay. Yep. 20. Tyler and mm-hmm. Casey. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so the next, I needed to take a break because yeah, there's Big a lot like, of episodes. Yeah. A lot. It's a commitment. But I'm, yeah, but the next one I watch is going to be your season with Aww. you guys. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> I'll get to know you even better. <laughs> and and then so now, so you finished the show. Did uh, did anybody from that crochet world watch the show and say anything about it? Like, oh, my God, you were on, you know, this. You know, was that something um, that you got at all or no, not really? It, it happens. I mean, I was just at Vogue Knitting, the thing I was talking about earlier, um, a couple weeks ago. And that's where I see like so many crocheters and knitters. And I love it when they come up. I'd probably say like maybe 15 people, which oh, is a lot. Yeah, yeah that is quite a bit. Came up specifically and was like, oh my gosh, I first saw you because of the amazing race. And then go into like, and I knit and crochet and here's mm-hmm. how I started and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's always special when people recognize mm-hmm. or watched the amazing race and that's kind of how they found out because cool. yeah most people find out about me through the street art okay that's awesome that is really cool that's yeah. a good feeling and so for the uh the off-broadway show um oh my gosh yes yeah that you're doing uh and f- uh, forgive me for the name it's uh, oh it's called beyond babble beyond babble yes mm-hmm. i just had it in my mind i wanted to ask you about it so how did that come about because it was it wasn't off it just went to off broadway or recently um if i'm not mistaken right like it was it was a it was a show before and then it went to off broadway is that how that works yeah so it's a show that opened in San Diego a couple years ago, and I started working with the two main dancers, Keone and Mari, who are very well known in the dance dance world. Um, and they created this show um, along with a girl that I know through a mutual friend. So they brought me in really early on to create these sets. And it was just in a little theater in San Diego, and it sold out the entire run. Oh, wow. And which was like, really surprising and it got picked up to open off broadway at washington square park it opens february 1st and we took the crochet to like the next level um (laughs) the entire backdrop is crocheted um there's like so many crocheted elements um involved my hand right now is absolutely dead from working so hard for the last like couple months on this show um but i am so proud of it and this is just one of those other ways that like who knew that like crochet could be used in a theater setting bringing together like dance which i love and it's been a part of my life forever um so just like combining those two things together and the show is insanely amazing 
it, even if you don't dance, um, it's so just like touching. It has tones of like Romeo and Juliet. And they're kind of like these two are split on other sides of a wall. So touching on like the political climate of the world. Oh, cool. um, and mm-hmm. it's just beautifully done. And I'm very biased, but the sets are gorgeous. <laughs> and, the, and the sets that you posted on your social media, is that from the show that was done in California? And then now, and is that, is that what that is? Or is those the sets that you've already currently made for the new show? Those are already currently made for the new show. Okay, because those look awesome. (laughs) Yeah, they like, so they started out as like light versions of that. Uh And then it's just like grown and grown and grown. So thank you. I would still be in New York right now if uh, it wasn't looking right. I wasn't (laughs) going to leave until until it was done. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's exciting. Well, congratulations. Because that's, like you said, that's such a, I mean, you would have never thought when you were working at Apple and you made that first wrap around the tree <laughs> that you'd be making a, you know, mm-hmm. essentially an entire set for an off-Broadway show. Like, it's never would I dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then back where you started, right in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love New York. Do you, have you guys been to New York recently? Not recently, Not but we've we've gone several times. We've been there several times. Yeah, yeah. we're well, supposed to be going again soon, but. Um, we haven't made, we haven't booked our plane yet. Yeah. Well, if you go, let me know and I will get you guys tickets to, oh, to see the nice. show. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so are you working on any uh, projects now coming up for crocheting? Anything crazy or working on any yeah. new murals? <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a uh, new museum opening in Dallas, Texas. Um, well, it's not new. They're just... Uh, putting a new installation in okay. um, and it's going to be entirely fiber art. So I am crocheting two entire rooms. Oh, oh my God. And I'm super stoked. Um, I go there in March to install it. So I kind of have this next month to uh, pull that all together, but I have my sketches. It's very well planned out. I have some girls already helping me make elements for it. So I'm um, looking forward to getting going on that project full swing. And then who knows what pops up in the meantime. Yeah, for sure. There's always <laughs> random things coming through my inbox. That is insane oh because – and I don't know if you've probably had this thought process because the first thing I think, what? It's a museum in Texas. They presumably got some type of grant or something, right, to mm-hmm. uh, expand their museum. Yeah. And then now they're going to go through and see what they want to do. And of all the people mm-hmm. around the U.S., <laughs> you know, that they could have chosen to do any number of fiber art, they chose you. <laughs> two rooms. To do two <laughs> entire rooms. Like that's – I mean – to really ha- comprehend what that is, that's crazy. And you know that had to go through a bunch of people in that mm-hmm. department to go because all the funding and everything. Like, that's insane. So props to you. That yes. is awesome. Aww. And it'll bring Thank a lot you. of people would love to take pictures in front of all that stuff, too, because it just looks so cool. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. if I ever run into one, I'm definitely taking a pic and <laughs> posting it like, Woo, I found it. <laughs> Uh, but we don't yes. we don't travel out of Michigan much, so yeah, not anymore. No, no, we used to. Yeah, never I, know though. I've never been to Michigan. There's not much so. here. I mean, <laughs> there is, but there isn't. Like, it's not like a place where people come. So I get it. Yeah, it's kind of like farmland well, and. Yeah, my uh, dad's side of the family has roots in Michigan, and oh, okay. so I've always wanted to go to a, a Michigan game or some sort of football Well, if you event. ever do, let us yeah. know. And, yeah, let us know, yeah. and then you got to crochet something about the Motor City in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I take yarn with me everywhere. I'm a nightmare on an airplane. I mean, the yarn comes out, the hooks are flying around, the yarn's rolling down the aisles. That's I mean, awesome. <laughs> do I you, crochet everywhere. Do you make yourself a lot of clothes or are you just like, I don't got time for that? I That's like the one thing that I think like my heart lies. Like, so I would love to like design a look for the Met Gala one year yeah. for a celebrity or like get more into the fashion world. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like it is a matter of time and mm-hmm. I just haven't had time. And it really does break my heart because I crochet bags. I crochet sneakers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But for me, like designing like an actual garment to wear, I found anything I've made just is so unflattering. Well, there's <laughs> I this, have to work on my. I found yeah. something on your Instagram where it kind of looked like a coat jacket and it had stuff falling off of it, like flowers. Oh my God, it's so cool. It's like, it looks like a poncho almost. I'll have to look deeper. I'll, t- when, I'll tell you what, you could probably it was make. so cool. I would totally buy that, though, is what I'm saying. You got to put that on your website because I would totally buy that. Well, what I, and, and what I'm probably, since since you don't make that stuff, mm-hmm. when you probably just make one of them, probably it would probably, you could probably auction that thing off for a lot. It's like one of a kind, <laughs> handmade piece. Yeah. You know, one of those, you know, weird mm-hmm. people buy it because they just want it, want to be the only one that has it. So, yeah, definitely. I like this idea. Yeah. I never thought really more about the one-offs and the one-of-a-kind. Yeah. And that, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, then I have to make 10 oh, of them. Oh, I see what you're no, saying. No, absolutely, yeah. because like, I, I feel like that, that gives it – I mean, that's where it's value-wise. It's intrinsic value. You know what I mean? It's right. not necessarily the material in and of itself. It's what it represents to you, and you made it, and it's a one-off. I'm not making another one. Right. You know, so – I think that would be Ooh, a really like unique that. idea for you. but For a side uh, project yeah. on all your other side projects <laughs> you got going well, on. Well, and that's what people do, right? They end yeah. up starting one side project that, you know, maybe takes them a year or two um, right. because it's just something that you pick up, you right. do it, and then you have something else to do. Mm-hmm. And then so when you're done, it's like, oh, wow, like I'm not going to do that again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very special. Yeah. Coming to my Instagram soon. Maybe yeah. I want it. <laughs> one of a kind, one of a kind special goodies starting 2021. There you go. <laughs> be so cool. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so, so much mm-hmm. for being on the show, London. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you and just congratulations on all your success uh, with the art of crocheting. Yes. It's, you should oh, be so proud you. of yourself and we love talking to you. You're so nice. We might have to do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and let us let them know where they can follow you at yes. to check out yeah. your page. Your crochet page is so cool. Everyone's going to want to follow this because it just brightens their feed. Yep. Yes. Um, my Instagram is made by London and uh, you can find everything about me there um, or on my <laughs> website, londonk.com. And um, if you are at all inspired to crochet, my book, Crochet with London K, or I do have crochet hooks and yarn that you can buy on Amazon as well. Oh, nice. Awesome. So check that out. It, it's definitely something to see. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Have Have a a good day. day. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with London. Something super different and unique. We love to have professionals on. These are definitely my favorite conversations, so I wish we could do more of these. And what's hilarious is that I only wanted to talk about The Amazing Race for like two seconds because I was so sucked in to her professional world. And I think, anyway, I'm still in shock and awe. Uh, Nicole, I would love, though, if you could maybe pick up crocheting. Because oh, yeah, I totally would. Would you? I'm going to try. Okay, well, wait, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want yarn everywhere. And I feel like that's one of those things because she said she had I yarn everywhere. I love crafts. So. You know what? Actually, tomorrow I'm going to go buy like like probably 10, ro- 10 like rolls and I'm going to get started. Uh, and I'm going to like just – I'm going to have like a knitting um, station at the couch in the bedroom. Oh, it's crocheting. But I'm going to do stations around the house so I can, like, work on it while I'm doing things. And as I think it's something I would really love to do for my grandkids someday and my kids. take that back. You know, maybe we just table that for just, like, another day or another time and we maybe don't do that. Well, I won't. You'll be gone, like you said, for (laughs) the next little bit. So, All right. Do we have a weird or normal today? Yes, we do have a weird or normal. Welcome to... Weird or normal. No, I think you should do... Okay, do it. Weird, because weird is weird, or normal. Okay. Weird. Or normal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so is it weird or normal to save your favorite thing on your plate for last? (sighs) So you mean you're eating dinner? Right. Yes. You have rice and you have really juicy piece of steak and you have like potatoes or something. Well, don't reference steak to me, but your favorite thing. I yeah, eat yeah, steak. Yeah. Okay. Right. I eat steak. So I have steak, potatoes, and rice on my plate. Okay. And I'm like the last thing, the last bite of food that I want to take Wait, has to have, have steak in there. You have rice and potatoes. How about broccoli, rice, and steak? Yeah, but you you know I really don't eat broccoli. 
But Victor, just for the reference, okay, so okay for the okay, okay so broccoli is your for least, the sake of the you argument. have to eat the plate. Broccoli is your least favorite thing. So, so are you eating your broccoli first? Yes. You and are. that's kind of weird. But yeah, I end up eating my broccoli first and then the rice and then the steak. But not, I mean, not necessarily individually, but mm-hmm. steak is going to be the last thing that's on my plate. And, and I'll I, be like scraping up all the juices. I don't necessarily think it's weird. I think it's very common, I mean, to save your best thing for last because I do as well but something is that i found okay this is why i come up with this is because i think someone on our coco caliente facebook page also brought this up but when we went and ate sushi we ordered three rolls of sushi between victor and i and we got um so we liked two a lot and one was like mediocre and so Next thing we knew, the mediocre one was gone. And I was full and I was like so <laughs> mad because I wanted the other ones. Like we were like just putting it down to get it over with. Because and then, in our mind, we don't want to waste food. So yeah. we're like, we're going to eat that one. All right. Now it's oh, like, And oh. I was like, now I'm full. And I, I said, I filled up on the one I don't even like. And so it annoyed me at that moment. It's like. Why am I sitting there eating the one I we don't like and now Victor is already full and he had to like force himself to eat four more pieces of the good stuff. <laughs> so, um yeah, do you guys do this? Is this something that's common or do you eat, eat your favorite thing first? Cuz that kind of seems to make sense like okay, I'm going to eat my favorite thing first, now I'm full and we'll just like not eat the broccoli. Cuz what's crazy is I I think it's more of a, like a a subconscious decision, yeah, I right? Think so too. You just do it and then now that we're talking about it people are going to be like oh i do eat my vegetable first but i do love vegetables so i don't really know um if that's like i i I don't know i i don't know Hmm. obviously i don't know it's just weird because i think it depends on how hungry i am as well if i'm like really hungry or if i'm just like gonna have a snack i'll eat the prime good stuff (laughs) do you have a spanish word of the day for me today I'll come up with one. Um, so, the Spanish word of the day is vino. Wine. Hey, that the, was that was too easy. No, that. I only missed one this New Year so far. But you know, vino can also be like came. El vino a la casa. You came like, over to my house. He came, he came to the house. So, how many points do I get for a full sentence? Uh, I just got that right, right? You got it right. You got it right. You get a, you get the full points because that is a word on its own. So vino, wine. Mm. Um, but anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun. Make sure to... Oh, wait. What? We got to read a review. Oh, yeah, oh, we do. Oh, my gosh, guys. I am so sorry. We almost forgot the reviews. Victor, you got to get a spanking. <laughs> Nicole... Uh, <laughs> Nicole has this weird joke Stop. that she always does. Don't talk about it right you're now. The you're one on that, wine. I was joking. It's an insane joke. You're the joke. one. No, 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 no. You're the one that brought it up. Nicole, <laughs> she's so embarrassed right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. She always tells me, she's like, anytime I do anything, and it, I, I might not even be doing anything, <laughs> and she'll be like, you know what? Turn around. You need a spanking. <laughs> Turn around and bend over. I'm going to give you a spanking. I'm like, babe, what the heck are you talking about? Leave me alone. I do not need a spanking right now. (laughs) That makes me sound so weird. All right. Anyway, so the review that I have is called My Favorite Podcast by, uh, what is it? War Eagle, it looks like. Five stars. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm a male lady in Gadsden, Alabama. And all day, I listen to podcasts. I'm super excited on Thursday mornings when I see y'all's new episode. I have always been a BB fan. Love the podcast and enjoy the guests and topics. Keep up the good work, guys. I also love learning a new Spanish word. Thank you for entertaining me on Thursday mornings. Candice P. Oh, that's nice. That was very nice. And I also like that you can tell she's from Alabama because she says y'all. Oh, yeah. So maybe sure. I'm a podcast junkie. I'm a male lady in Gadsden, Alabama. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. There's so many. What do I choose? You just got to pick one and go for it, babe. We love our listeners. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you and everything you do for us. I usually have a little spiel before we get into this. I swear to God, I, I just just completely slipped my mind. It must be the wine, honestly. But anyway, go ahead, babe. Okay, so this one is from Gibbons 
Gorish. Five stars, fellow Michigander. I love your podcast. You guys are so relatable. Midwest Mondays are amazing, too. I haven't watched The Circle, but I'm definitely starting tonight. Oh, that's awesome. Super short and simple. I Midwest Monday shout out. If you guys haven't checked out my Midwest (laughs) Monday segments on my Instagram, I do have a lot of fun with those, and that's why I do them is because they're fun. I really got to give you a lot of credit for those Midwest Mondays. You just kind of came, you know, and I, I pretty much give you every idea you have. But then you just came up with Midwest Monday on your own. I know. So dang smart. (laughs) Wait, did you give me that idea? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was saying like everything you did before then, I gave you the idea for. You never gave me any ideas. If anything, anything, you stopped me from making great, great material. You see, I was making a joke to something and now you're just trying to discredit everything. I have given you some good ideas and you have come up with some great ideas on your own as well. True. We're a good duo. It's a great duo. just like we said. Yeah. They so. said. We're a great duo. <laughs> just like the review that you just read that said we're a great duo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. The easiest way is the little purple app on your iPhone, if you have an iPhone. If you have an Android, I'm sorry. But just go to Apple Podcasts <laughs> and go rate, review, and subscribe there. Uh, you can listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. You can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. And I'm wearing a shirt from there. You are. That's and it's an shirt. awesome shirt. It's very comfortable. So check out the shirts. You can also listen to the podcast there. Don't forget to follow us at Instagram or at <laughs> in. Don't forget to follow us on Google at Coco Caliente Podcast. On Google? Oh, my God. Are you? Honey, you're drunk. No. No, 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 <laughs> you no. You had one glass of the small bottle. <laughs> you still got half the bottle left. Oh, no. no, no. no. You need me to Don't forget this. to follow us on Instagram at Coco Caliente Podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Coco Caliente Pod. <laughs> Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed. Nicole wants to say something. No, I don't. Go oh. ahead. You need a spanking. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>